Alrighty, here we go. Welcome, 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 everybody. Howdy, 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 and welcome to another live stream. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dansfish.com, and we do this live stream every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. So I'm glad to be here. I always have fun doing this with you guys, and uh, thanks for joining us. Got a couple cool things to talk about today. And then after we're done that, we'll talk with you guys, see how, how your week went since I last saw you. I'm always, always happy to answer any questions or reply to any comments about fish keeping or shipping or fish breeding or building a fish room or any of that schmaz. Um, if you leave the comment like folks are, see how the fish tank barn did it right there. Hey, at Dan's Fish. If you do the at symbol and Dan's Fish, it'll highlight for me and then I can jump right to it and respond to you. And you won't have to see me like scrolling through chat, which is super boring to watch as I look for questions and comments. So we'll get to all that soon. Hey, Kaylor, good to see you, Bob. Glad you made it in. Thanks for being our mod tonight. Welcome everybody. So Reels Tanks was the first in tonight. So real one, he got here kind of early. And uh, I'm gonna get out of the way here soon, just cause this might be fun to watch. Got some new fish in the 125, and uh, yeah, they might be hard to identify. In fact, I'm curious, who knows what those fish are, the new fish in that tank? Um, yeah, they, they might be hard to, to pin down, but someone here will know, I'm sure, someone will know. Um, so before we get going, I want to do just a couple quick announcements. I'm going to be speaking, um, I'm getting ready to fly out, I'm kind of boning up on my, my talk on killifish. And I'm going to be flying out here to the Grand Valley Aquarium Club to give a talk on killifish. That will be um, this Saturday, May 11th, 7 p.m. So if you're in the area, I would love to see you. I, I don't get a chance often to meet with you guys. I, I just, I don't, I don't know your face, half of you, <laughs> you know, I just see you, I just see your chat. So um, some of you, I, I, you have channels and you're active posting videos and I know your face at least, but if you're in the area, man, I'd love to meet you. So come on over. And then another aquarium club, this is in Pennsylvania, Bucks County Aquarium Society is having their big annual spring auction. So if you're close to that area and you can make it over to the Churchville Nature Center, then uh, check that out. That might be an event worth going to. Usually those annual auctions are pretty exciting. There's usually a lot of stuff there and a lot of people there because they draw a good crowd. So that's always fun. Then the last thing is there's been a ton of activity at getgills.com. So just super briefly, I want to show you. I checked and there's Tons of new stuff. Stillwater Aquatics has stuff. And then um, simply Sensational Store, Stillwater Aquatics. And then the Fish Room Liberty here went nuts and posted all kinds of stuff. There's some cool plecos. Um, and then there's like, here's the one I, I really liked. I thought these were cool. The pink guppy tuxedo males. I like this kind of black with the bright flames on the tail. I thought that was cool. But any fish room Liberty went nuts and posted like four pages, three, four pages worth of product at getgills.com. So 
if you are looking for stuff and you've already seen the stuff that's at getgills.com, you're kind of like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Um, it might be worth looking again because there's a whole bunch of new stuff there that could be fun. So anyway, that's kind of what's going on. Uh, quick recap of last month. I finally got all my numbers crunched and everything. We did awesome at dancefish.com um, last month. We almost doubled any month we'd done before. So thanks everyone who supported us, who buys fish from us, dancefish.com. I really appreciate it. That's how I make my living now. And uh, it's I've, I've reduced from three sources of income and gradually honed down to just this. And I'm, I'm really happy we had a great month. And of all those thousands of fish that we shipped, I believe this is a true statement that we only had one DOA reported. So as far as I know, of the many, many, many fish we shipped out last month, only one DOA, which is pretty darn good. Pistol and I, Pistol Abbott, helps me pack fish, um, are just so thrilled about that. So thanks again, everybody. And I do wanna say one last thing before I kinda get into the chat a little bit and, and talk more generally, but just the last kind of infomercial thing is if you got stuff from me um, and you haven't left feedback, then I would invite you to consider doing that. You can do that by uh, going to, if you, let me share exactly how to do that. It's pretty easy. So go to Get Gills, click on your account here, click on your orders, and then if you click on the details, you can go ahead and leave feedback. So again, your account right here on your orders is what you click. And that'll open up uh, all your orders and you click the details of the order you want to leave feedback on and you can. Really, really simple. You have to do it within 30 days of the date you purchase the item. But uh, as long as it's been within 30 days, I always appreciate any feedback, good or bad or ugly, just for everybody. I think honest feedback is important because it informs other people that want to buy from that person what to expect, but it also informs the seller so that they know what they're doing right and what they can improve on. And we can all improve no matter how much we've been doing this. It's always good. There's always something new to learn. So thanks for anyone that leaves feedback for me or anyone else that sells at getgills.com. We really appreciate that. All right. Hope everyone's had a good week. Man, it's been insane for me. I, I did not bring in any new fish this week simply because I have to get ready to get out of town. And also, I'm probably not going to be bringing in a big order next week. I might do a small order, but I'm not even going to get back. So tomorrow I'm going to, you know, pack my bags and, and go over my talk and get the fish all ready for my absence. I'll be flying all day Friday, like I leave early in the morning, and there's some layovers. Sheridan, Wyoming, it's not easy to get anywhere from here. <laughs> there's always a couple hop skips and jumps to get anywhere. So there's, there's a couple layovers. And so I don't think I get into uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan until like 11.30 p.m. Then the next day, um, they've arranged this awesome day for me. I'm gonna go see a lot of fish rooms. I'm gonna go see some stores and spend the whole day just geeking out with other fish nerds. And uh, I did tell them that anywhere I visit, I'd like to take video. So hopefully everyone will be cool with it if I get some video of their fish room or their store or whatever. 
and I can have uh, something nice to share with you guys in video format, you know, shortly after I return. But anyway, Saturday is going to be awesome. Saturday evening is the talk. I think it's seven o'clock um, at the Grand Valley Aquarium Club. Then after that, I hope to hang out with people and just get to know you a little bit. Then I'm going to be tired, so I don't know how late I'll stay out, but I'll do my best because early the next morning, I've got to get up and get ready. I'll travel back all day Sunday. So what that means is since it takes me a couple days to prep fish for shipping, I won't be shipping until Tuesday next week. So if you order from me, um, you'll still get your order and everything, but instead of shipping out on Monday, it'll be Tuesday just because it takes me a couple days to get them ready and I'm going to be out of town uh, until Sunday night. So yeah, it's going to be a, a long trip and I won't really <laughs> be able to like recover till Wednesday because packing days are insane, but I'm looking forward to it. And I'm mostly I'm looking forward to being able to hopefully meet a few of you there. So anyway, that's what's going on for me. And that's why no new fish this week and probably only a few new fish next week. And uh, shipping will be delayed by one day next week just because I, I got to prep the fish properly before I send them. So anyway, that's enough spiel for me. Oh, man, real nailed it. Did anyone nail it before? Real. Um, got new, new critters in this tank, these little guys here. And I was wondering if anyone would know what they are, but, but they do. Real hit it. It's Uwaru. Yep, absolutely. Um, the reason I thought it might be hard to pinpoint is because they're pretty small right now. So they don't have their adult coloration or anything like that. And I don't know, I didn't know if most people would know what small Uwaru look like, but there they are. They're doing great. I haven't lost a one of them and I'm excited because they can be a little tricky when they come in, but they are uh, so far so good. I, I spent a little more time with them in the quarantine tank than I do most fish. Um, and so far I think it's pain off. So yeah, happy about that. Let's see here. Dan Slee, hey, good to see you. Medina Cichlids made it, awesome. And uh, Parle del Spirit, hello. Parlay, Parlay de Spirit, hello, hello, hello. Um, okay, I'm gonna start looking for highlighted questions and comments. That's how we roll here. So if I'm not replying to your question or comment, I'm not purposely ignoring you, I promise. It's just it didn't highlight for me. Or sometimes chat just skips so darn bad that I miss everything. Um, if that happens and, and, and you leave it a couple times and I don't respond, if you call a mod's attention to it, they'll, they'll get me. Um, it's never on purpose, I promise. But every now and then there's a little thing that happens. Um, hey, Dave Jenkins made it. Welcome, Dave. So glad you made it. The Fish Tank Barn. We'll be making it out to Grand Rapids. Awesome. I can't wait to see you there. And how? <laughs> That's awesome. And by the way, they are taking me to that hot dog place you recommended. I forget the name of it, but that was one of their first things they asked. They're like, do you like hot dogs? I was like, oh, I, I know about this. <laughs> Fish Tank Barn told me about this. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Tampa Tom, hey, lurking tonight. I feel you. Lurker Nation, I'm right there with you. I do it all the time. Wichita just got the notification. Well, welcome in, James Glenn. Welcome. Glad to see so many people here. And congratulations to Dan's Fish. I don't think I bought a single item last month. Yeah, I, 
So we're weaning Bob off slowly. You know, it's an addiction, so it's hard, but we're proud of (laughs) Bob. He's one month sober. (laughs) It's prior record. One month, not buying fish. (laughs) It danced fish. (laughs) Yeah, we did great though, Bob. It's almost a blessing. I mean, I was so busy, so busy. So um, yeah. All righty. Let's see what else we got. Killers Aquatics, the deadline to order for the following week is still 12 midnight Friday. Yes. Uh, yeah. Although the truth is, since since I'll be shipping a day later, it's probably this this week going to be Saturday at midnight. Um, and I'm going to do my best to, like anytime anyone orders, I send a response and I say, hey, thanks. I got your order. Here's when I plan on shipping. Here's the plan. Here's what we're doing. Just so there's some contacts, so you know, the order was received and... Uh, and what the plan is, but I'm going to do my best, but just forgive me guys. If it's not quite as Johnny on the spot as usual, cause like I'm going to be on a plane for hours and hours and might not have, you know, access to anything. And I really am going to try to take advantage Saturday and just immerse myself in fish rooms and meeting hobbyists and, and stuff like that. So I'll do my best, but you might not be hearing from me as quickly. I'll, on the way there and on the way back, I'll, I'll have time on layovers to kind of check. As long as there's internet that works <laughs> at the airport to check and get back to you. But there might be a bit of a delay. So, yeah, uh, Bob Kaler, good question. I, I suppose it'll be Saturday at midnight for this coming week. That will be fine. All righty. Terry's Tropical Tinks. When will the female thread fins be ready? Um, oh, gosh, it's so hard to say. I think they're just about, I, I almost listed them. I was almost ready to do that this week. But since I'm going to be gone for a few days, um, I was. it's probably going to be the end of next week. Honestly, they're pretty much ready to go. But uh, since I'm going to be out of town and not able to feed them, they're a fish that I like to feed up really well before I ship them. So let's plan on the end of next week. That'll give me time to get back. Um, make sure they're all fattened up and everyone's okay after me being gone for a few days. Um, let's plan on that, Terry. And uh, Dolly Vigil, if if Dolly's watching, that's the plan. That's what I think is going to happen. JH Aquatics, hey, good, glad to see you here, Joseph. Hope everything's going well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, yeah, besides the, I, I mean, I've just been focusing so hard on, on, getting this talk ready and and all that stuff that I'm a little bit, (laughs) things are a little bit different than most weeks for me. Um, I did check the wholesalers lists this week just to see if there was something that I absolutely had to have. Like if they have spike tail garamis, I'm finding a way to get them. Or if they have, um, see what else? I'm always looking for Amazon puffers whenever I can find them at a good price, at a quantity that makes sense, all that stuff. But um, so I did check everything, didn't see anything that I was like, Ooh, I've been looking for months for that. So didn't, didn't place anything big this week. Small fry aquatics. Have you done a video on your vlog camera and accessory setup? If so, just say yes. And I'll keep Googling. Otherwise, could you briefly summarize your equipment? So I have not done that video. So, uh, <laughs> so that's why you can't find it. Um, and the reason is I don't consider myself much of an expert on that stuff. Honestly, 
I don't think my production quality is very good. I need to put some money into some good lighting. I mean, you've got the super glare like right here and uh, and I need some fill light on me and stuff. Um, and I do know about lighting. I mean, I've lit a lot of shows in theaters, but it's just the the money, honestly, right now. So I'm doing everything on the cheap. This is a little blue snowball mic. Hopefully you can still hear me with it turned around. Um, this thing was super cheap. I don't think it's the best thing out there at all, but it didn't cost much. And, uh, well, you can hear how it does. All my voiceovers on the videos and stuff are done with this mic. Um, cameras. I, I use my phone a lot. Most phones have pretty good cameras on them. But I do also have, for the underwater footage, I think everyone should have this. This is not a great... Okay, I, I say everyone should have this, and I say it's not great. This isn't like a, the best equipment ever, but this camera is 30 bucks, which is why I think everyone can get one. I mean, not everyone, but it's a cross tour. I think it's the Amazon brand, or maybe it was eBay. I don't remember. But honestly, this, this thing was like $30, and I can put this case on it and film underwater. Um, I, I put some washers on it so it would sink and be steady. <laughs> um, if I did this again, I would get the one with Bluetooth capability. This one only has Wi-Fi, and it's kind of a pain because you have to turn the Wi-Fi on your phone to that, uh, to, to, to the camera, basically, and you can't do anything else on your phone while you're taking the video. So I would spend a little extra and get the one for YouTube, but that's how I get the underwater footage is it's just a cheap little $30 camera. The case and stuff was a little bit more, but and the battery's not great. You might get 20 minutes to half an hour footage at a time on it. Um, so I've just got a bunch of spare batteries so I can keep a bunch of charge. So it's frustrating. It's not great, but for 30 bucks, it's great. And then real quick, if you'll forgive me, I'm going to commit a cardinal sin and leave the screen for about three seconds. Okay, here we go. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four, one thousand. Well, I guess it was closer to five seconds, but here's the camera. Super cheap. It's a Canon Vixia. It's not the latest, greatest model or anything like that. This one is the uh, Vixia HFR 700. Let's see if camera will focus on it. Well, it doesn't like focusing on it. Uh, anyway, that's what it is. And this has been a great camera. It does, uh, I don't know, each battery pack has maybe a couple hours on it, something like that. Hang on, I got to set this somewhere. Um, I think that camera was like in the $100, $150 range. I can't remember, but it wasn't super expensive. Just get yourself a monopod and a tripod with it. You can get those for pretty cheap. Um, and that's what I use. The other thing is little Logitech webcam, which is, you know, this, <laughs> this thing that, that I'm showing you all this stuff on. As far as software goes, I use OBS, um, which maybe isn't the most intuitive thing to use or anything like that, but it's free. It's, it's, you know, 
open source stuff. So free is good. And then for editing, I use Shotcut, which is open source and free as well. So I went on the cheap. I'm not, I'm not like a computer nerd and, and video camera nerd and microphone nerd and all that. I don't know that much about it. So I went as cheap as I could and, uh, that's what I did. Now I would like to like, as soon as I can to improve what I use on my streams and on my videos, because I would like to make them, you know, nicer. I look at Jimmy's stuff and I drool a little bit, right? I mean, there's a reason Jimmy's got so many subs with so few videos. It's because he does good work. Tank tested. Like that guy doesn't do many videos, but everything he does is just gorgeous. I just, that's just not my expertise. I don't have that skill set, but I would like to get some better equipment so I can make it a little nicer. And then eventually I'd like to get my own Jimmy, but that's a ways out. For those that don't know what that means, there's a gentleman uh, in the uh, fish aquarium YouTube community named Jimmy. Swiskey, S Whiskey, I believe is his channel name at this time, instead of Shishimi Whiskey, which is what it used to be. But um, and he makes incredible videos. So when I say I need a Jimmy, what I'm saying is I need to like be able to hire someone <laughs> to help with the videos because it's just not a skill set I have. And I would like to develop the skill set, but I'm already putting in 14 hour to 20 hour days, like seven days a week. So doing more is hard when you're already spread that thin. But anyway, hope that helps uh, small fry aquatics. But I do feel like I'm not the guy to ask. I feel like uh, Swiski can give you a lot of information. Tank tested on his channel. I believe he does a video where he covers uh, the equipment he uses. I mean, that guy does the best stuff ever, but he's a documentary filmmaker by trade. That's what he does for a living. So like, I think he's worked for National Geographic and all that stuff. So uh, he's he knows his stuff really well too. So yeah, hope that helps. But for just getting in on the cheap, that's what I showed you. All that stuff works. It's cheap or free. And uh, that's why I went with it. And the lights honestly are little like desk lamps like directional desk lamps on like, you know, with the, you can, I can't bring them down right now, but they've got kind of that long neck, like the Pixar lamp, you know, that you can move around. Um, that's what they are with a couple led light bulbs. I mean, it's that simple and it shows, I know it shows <laughs> Heather Nielsen. Hey, Scarlet Aquatics. I'm so glad you made it. For those that don't know, uh, Scarlet Aquatics is a Facebook group and it's very active and fun and worth, uh, joining, I, I think. So I'm so glad you made it. I feel like, uh, I feel like I've got a celebrity in the house cause I, I just love your stuff. Hi Dan, saw your fish room tour vid, really enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. Can you tell me what you use for lids? Yes, absolutely. Um, on that note, anyone that, I was so nervous releasing that vid because I think it's an hour and a half long. And I was like, no one's going to watch this. It's too long. But people have been asking um, a lot, especially David Jenkins, for a fish room tour. And it's been a long time. So I was like, well, if I do it, I'm, I'm going to do it 
the whole thing. So I did the whole thing. It's a big fish room, so it took that long. And I'm really pleased to say it's already done like for me really well. It's already over 10,000 views. So thanks uh, to David Jenkins and Heather and everyone else who really dug in and, and watched that stuff. I mean, it's typically people will see a video on YouTube and be like, it's over five minutes. Oh, I don't know. But hour and a half, people watched it. So here's the lids, Heather. Let me show you and grab one. This is what it is. It's polycarbonate which is used to make greenhouses usually. So it's this twin walls. It's like, it's almost like corrugated cardboard, but uh, out of polycarbonate and plastic. So it's this twin wall stuff. And it's not the cheapest in the world, but it's as cheap or cheaper than like glass lids and things like that. And let me find, you can buy this stuff on Amazon um, or from greenhouse supply places and stuff like that. Twin wall polycarbonate. Okay. Let me show you. Yeah. So I went to Amazon, I typed in twin wall polycarbonate and here's the stuff. Now, a lot of this is eight millimeters. Um, I do use eight millimeters and it's fine. Most of the stuff on here is going to be eight millimeters. If you're not covering too wide of a spam though, I prefer the six millimeter just because the eight is so high that it kind of goes above the rim of the tank for most tanks. Well, for some tanks, it can go above the rim of the tank, the black trim on the tank. And you know, you don't always want that, but this stuff's great. I love it because I can't break it. Like if I drop it, it's fine and I can cut it. You can cut it with a, uh, well, a table saw is the best. You can get a nice clean cut with a table saw. But you can cut it with a uh, utility knife if you had to. Probably not going to get a nice straight line that way, but you can. You can even cut like the six mil stuff sometimes with a really good pair of scissors. So that's why I like it. It's easy to drill holes in for your equipment and all that stuff. So twin wall polycarbonate is what I use. And I think the next kind of big fish room... I don't know, tour or whatever I do, I'm not going to look at the tanks. I'm going to look at systems and equipment. So I, it's been a long time since I've done that. We have a lot of new subs to the channel. Um, I have old ones if you want to look at the channel and see some old videos that talk about stands and lids and lighting and how to keep the air fresh in a fish room. That's important. Um, how it's heated, how the water exchanges are done, all that stuff. So that's probably the next thing I'll do. Anyway, Heather Scarlet Aquatics, glad you asked the question. Hope I answered it to your satisfaction, and I'm thrilled that you're here. Um, Small Fry Aquatics, huge thanks, 4.7 subs, you're amazing. This is exactly the learning I'm looking for. Cool, well, you are very, very welcome. Oh, by the way, Small Fry, um, I thought about your question last live stream, which is how do you find good employees to help you with bagging or shipping fish, uh, packing fish, all that. And I, I thought about it and I actually talked to Pistol about it um, when we were working together to pack all the fish this week. And there's, I think one thing I didn't mention that is super important. The question was, how do you find an employee and train them um, to help shipping fish, right? And with all the other things aside, I think the most important thing is to find someone that actually cares. Like they just give a damn, right? They, they, they care that the fish 
are going to do well. Like the fish mean something to them and they care that the customer be delighted by what they receive, you know? So finding that person to where it's not just something where they clock in and clock out or, um, or, or it's just another thing they have to do in their day, but someone who's really passionate about it and they don't even have to be a fish nerd. They just, I mean, that probably helps, but they just have to give a damn. I, I don't know how else to say it. I feel like anyone that doesn't isn't going to put in the, the work needed to make sure a good job is done. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, in and of itself, packing fish after fish after fish as just a task to do can get monotonous and get old real quick. However, packing something you care about and, and want to get somewhere makes it so it doesn't just become pure drudgery. So I, I just, that's something I thought of later um, and wanted to throw in. Chewy LTD, hey, good to hear from you. As per video production questions, you are looking at 4K cameras now and many different types of editing programs. Anything less than 4K is considered dated. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I, again, not my forte. I am just like, is it cheap? Check. Does it work? Check. Can I figure out how to, is it simple enough that someone like me can figure out how to use it? Check. Okay, good. Done. <laughs> but Chewy, I, I know you're on the production side of things and uh, we'll know a lot more about that than I will. Did Madfish Diva make, hey, Madfish Diva, great to hear from you. Glad you're here. Glad you made it. All right. Um, looks like Kaler's flying solo tonight as the mod. So Bob, an extra thank you for doing triple duty tonight. You're on your own. No candy. And uh, I want to double check, but I don't think there's a lumpy dog in tonight either. All right. Well, thanks, Bob. <laughs> Holding the fort down all by himself. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Charlie, the greenhouse mega store is a good source. Cool. Cool for the uh, twin wall polycarbonate that you can use for lids. And again, a, a, a table saw in my experience cuts through that stuff like butter. However, wear gloves and long sleeves and eye protection for sure. Um, because little bits of it as it's being cut do like fly off like sawdust would if you were cutting wood. But since it's plastic, it flies off and it doesn't like cut you or anything. But it does sting a bit. Like if, you're, if your arm's bare and you're cutting, it's just like all the stuff's like hitting you. And it, after a while, again, it's not going to, in my experience, it doesn't really break the skin or everything. But every now and then it's just like, oh, ah. So long sleeves, gloves, wear good eye pro and stuff. Dr. S. Experimentus, great to hear from you again. Thanks for being here. Why are you leaving on a jet plane by John Denver? Um, I'm flying to Grand Rapids, Michigan to give a talk. So... I'm talking at a, a fish club there called the Grand Valley Aquarium Club. I always call it Great Valley Aquarium Club, Grand Valley Aquarium Club. And uh, that's why I'm flying out. So packing tomorrow, flying out Friday, talking Saturday, flying back Sunday. Because when I go anywhere pretty much from Sheridan, Wyoming, it's a whole day of travel. Like there's no direct flights anywhere. So that's what that's for. I covered that kind of in the beginning, but I'm excited to go out and meet some folks. And I've been approached by uh, quite a few fish clubs, so I'll hopefully be able to go out and uh, talk and meet some of the others of you in person that aren't out in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. So 
If you've got a fish club, I can, uh, I mean, I can't go every week, but I can probably do once every other month or so and go out and hopefully meet some of you. Let's see here. All right. Did we reach the bottom of the chat? Holy cow, we did. Great. <laughs> hey, Mikey at Mile High, good to see you. Otter Creek, good to see you as well. So we've reached the bottom of the chat, so I'm going to need your guys' help. Um, really, all I've been focused on this week in any spare moment is, uh, is you know, the talk, because I want to do a good job and also getting all the fish out of quarantine and stuff. But I'm wondering what everyone here is breeding. What's going on in your in your fish tanks? What what you breeding? Um, what you have going on? I know uh, that Bob Kaler has a lot of cool stuff right now on Get Gills. He's got rainbow cichlids. Um, got pairs of them available from batches that he raised up himself. So I thought that was really cool. And I'm tempted to get a pair. I just don't. I got to. I've got to fill out the last shelf, the last rack of tanks and do breeding projects. And there's just a time thing is why I haven't done it. But when I do, I've got my, my eye on, on those and some other fish because they're beautiful and watching them spawn is pretty cool. I think it would make a good video. But curious what you've all got going on. Dr. S. Experimentus, ah, oh, nice. I hope you have a great time and can't wait to hear how it's going to go. Well, thanks. Marcio Mora. Hi there, everyone. Do you recommend a lid for most aquariums? Yeah, I'm not a big rimless guy because lids are hard for those. I'm a, I'm a lid guy. Every aquarium I have except one has a tight fitting lid on it. I think that comes from being a guy that most of his fish keeping career has kept a lot of killifish and wild type bettas and stuff because those fish jump. They jump Frequently, they jump often, <laughs> they jump expertly. And so for me, I've just got to the point where I just keep a tight lid on almost every aquarium. And even fish that you don't think would jump will sometimes jump. Like I, I have swordtails that just love to jump. Kept swordtails for, I don't know, decades and never had jumpers and then I got a strain uh, within this last year and they started jumping on me out of nowhere. Um, Pandagara, I did not think they'd be jumpers. I always think of Pandagara as more of like a, a bottom feeder kind of type fish, you know. Um, oh, they jump like crazy. So I, I got tired of like unexpectedly uh, losing fish. So I just, you know, I wouldn't put lids on tanks when I thought the fish wouldn't jump because I liked having plants that would kind of grow out of the water and stuff. But then I stopped trusting fish that they wouldn't jump. So now I have lids on everything except for one tank. And in that tank, I generally keep, uh, the reason the lid's off it is, is generally cooler water fish. And so the lid is off it for evaporative cooling. And it's like corridors and stuff, which aren't jumpers until they are, but <laughs> in general aren't jumpers. I can't tell you how many times I've sold fish to people and mentioned, hey, I'd recommend a lid and had them contact me later and be like, hey, do you have any more of those? I, I jumped. It, it just happens too much. So in general, that's my general rule. Now I do want to say there are definitely exceptions. You can have a rimless tank 
Um, you can have a beautiful planted rimless tank with plants growing emerged or half submerged and then half emerged and all that stuff. And that's totally fine. Um, but it will limit the, the number of species you can get just because a lot of our fish are naturally jumpers. That's how they get from place to place. That's how they escape danger. If they're startled, whoop, if they're excited about food, I even have fish like these hatchet fish or some of the epiplates or um, the spike-tailed gouramis. Like I put my hand up to sprinkle food in. They're so excited, they jump. <laughs> and sometimes they jump clear out of the tank. And it's just a few seconds. I'm just lifting the lid and sprinkling food and then going to pull my hand out. Sometimes, though, they're, they're that quick. So that's, that's what I would say about it. I'm a better safe than sorry kind of guy. But if you have to keep the tank cooler and you need that evaporative cooling, uh, or if you want that look of the plants or decorations coming out of the water, you know, that's valid. There's just certain fish you're not going to be able to keep, in my opinion, in that tank. So that's my thoughts on that. Uh, Marcio Mora, hope I said that right. Heather Nielsen, thanks so much. Well, you're welcome. And I really do love your uh, Facebook group. I guess I should, while I'm saying that, say that Get Gills has a pretty cool Facebook group too. Um, if you're looking for a place to hang out, Get Gills Facebook group is a nice place to do it. Tech Turtle, as you know, I got a ton of baby Cory cats. Yep. Going on their second week. Good. I need to find a way to rehome them. I have at least 60. Um, so Tech Turtle, if you're trying to do it locally, well, I guess I, I guess I would say that with all the ways we're connected today, I'm dating myself. When I was doing quarries back in the day, <laughs> we didn't have no internet or nothing like that. So you, I, I think that there's a few good resources to get, to rehome them locally. Um, one, do you have a local fish club and can you bring a bunch to the local meeting or local auction? Now, don't expect to get much for them um, there's a lot of species that are pretty common in the hobby. And so they aren't going to be high value as far as dollars go. But if you're just looking to find a place for them, that can be a great way to do it. You'll get a little something and the club will get some support. So that's the first thing, local club. Local pet stores might be interested. You might be shocked at how little you'll get, you know, in monetary value for them. And it's probably going to be store credit, but pet stores go through corridors pretty quick. They're a staple. And if they can get them locally instead of, you know, having to order them in, they might be interested in doing that. They aren't always, but that's an option. But then we've got all the Facebook groups. We have all the offer up. We have just so many social media resources for that, that I feel like if you posted that they were available, I mean, even Craigslist, I mean, be careful. It's Craigslist, but um, I've done stuff on Craigslist and, uh, you know, you should be able to find homes for them if you're willing to ship. So this is all for like kind of like local stuff. If you're willing to ship, throw them up on getgills.com um, and see what happens. Couldn't hurt. There's also Aquabid. There's some folks sell on eBay. There's lots of places to do it. But I would say first fish club, second local fish stores. Third, all the social, like local fish group clubs and things like that through social media. I mean, I'm assuming 
you live in an area that has those. I'm in about as small a town as you can get and about as isolated as, as you can get a town as you can get. And we even have an aquarium group. So um, hopefully there's something there for you. Yeah. I guess if anyone's looking for a bunch of wee baby quarries, Tech Turtles got them. <laughs> let her, let them know. Let them know you're in need. Bathyphila lucked out on the wet spot. Cool. Got in desert gobies again this week. They'll be arriving tomorrow. Awesome. Hope they do well for you. And I wish I could have helped you out. Um, I can get those fish, but they just didn't thrive in my water. It's too soft for them. Chewy, I've been watching Chana species spawn and raise fry. Well, we all envy you. I, I wish we could keep Chana in the United States. They seem like such interesting fish, but since they're so invasive, they're just illegal. So, man, I wish I could get some of the cool, smaller species of Chana. Some of them are like just vibrant blue, like amazing, amazing looking fish. But, and I don't know, it's a little hard. I live in Wyoming. Almost, almost all the, almost, almost all the fish we keep in this hobby just would not survive here. It's too darn cold for too long. <laughs> it's severe. So I'm a little bummed that I can't keep Chiana. But they've invaded the Potomac, Potomac, Potomac River. <laughs> the river that flows by Washington, D.C., if I remember right. So they can take it pretty cold, some of them. So I get why. Bathy Phila. Going to try them summer tubbing. All right, hope it works for you. Um, in my experience, they do appreciate some flow. So if you can provide that in your tub, it might help, but they're also pretty hardy. So thanks, says Marcio Mora. You're welcome. Terry's Tropical Tanks. I never thought Gar were jumpers either. I got five from another source of my group of 10 and lost three of them out of a 75. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. Like, I had no idea they were jumpers, but uh, it was a while ago now. I got a group and came in the next morning, like five of them out of 30 had jumped. I was like, whoa, got a lid real quick on that tank. <laughs> yeah, so now I just kind of keep a lid on everything. Wichita Falls Fishkeeper. Oh, cool. This is a cool breeding list. Breeding L183, cool, super reds, awesome. L091, I guess it's 091. L046, the much sought after zebra pleco. L236, L201, and L333s. Is that the leopard frog? I can never remember. L333 pleco. Okay, I've just got a. Oh, that's the king tiger. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, that's a very. Uh, yeah, that list is going to make a lot of people jelly, I think. That's awesome, Wichita. You've gone full on plecos, sounds like. Mile high, I found a friend for you. <laughs> found a friend for you. Mile high, or Wichita is doing the plecos right. You two should chat. Uh, mile high, going crazy, so many fry. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Dan won't even see that. Okay, now I'm looking. Now I'm looking. Jumped to 63 watching. Hey, not bad. And we're at 57 right now. Glad you're all here. Welcome to the party. Um, for those that are new, if you don't know, the way to get me to respond to your question or comment is to make it highlight for me. So make it at Dan's Fish. The at symbol. And without putting it in a space, just type, 
typing in dance fish adult populate, you select that, I'll see it. But um, yeah, Mile High, I hope you and Priscilla um, are getting amazing fry out of those uh, Santa Maria Endlers I sent you. I hope they're doing great. All right. And same with other folks that I sent them to. I'm not going to mention names because I don't know if everyone wants to know. You know, I feel a little weird telling people, hey, you, you bought those for me. I'm like, what if that's a surprise and they're trying to, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know how much I'm supposed to out people on the fish I send them. But uh, I know, uh, I know Mikey and Priscilla are cool with that. Matthew Phila. At Otter Creeks, Creeks Aquatics, I this didn't highlight, but I saw killifish, so like my eyes just naturally went to it. Um, a Phaneus Mento or an awesome killifish love hard water, tolerate any temperature between freezing and 90 degrees or higher. The males are dark black with iridescent spots and are non-annual. Yeah, they're amazing. One of the first killifish I ever bred. Um, if your water's hard, they're tough as nails. In the wild, they live in some really toxic environments like like no other fish could live in. They are they're hardy little guys. So they're great. Oh, totally jumped on me this chat. Oh, I got holy cow. Bob Kaler, thank you. Hundred dollar super chat. I guess this is to make up for no orders in April. <laughs> That's a big one. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. No more professor. Professor. See, that's what over 10 years of college education does for you. It allows you to not say words right. Professor. <laughs> no more professor. Fish barn. Light fund. Thank you. Camera fund. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. Man, every now and then Bob throws down and I, I love being able to go upstairs and be like, hey, Brenda, guess what happened this during the live stream? Because... She gets super happy. So thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. And I am looking into um, the, so there's a couple things I'm looking into as far as expansion. As, as, as you know, we kind of hired our first, not full-time yet, but our first employee, our first helper, Pistol Abbott, a local fish geek who is helping pack fish just because it's getting too busy for me to do it all by myself, which is a great problem. Thanks to everyone who orders from dancefish.com, I appreciate it, or from getgills.com, excuse me. Um, and so the then the next thing is, things are getting a little, with, with it turning into a real business now and me actually relying on it for a living, I've got to hire an accountant because I don't know all the rules and laws about employees and how much to hold back for taxes so I don't die next year when taxes come around, all that stuff. So, um, but then the other thing is a contractor. I've got a, a piece of property that I would like to build the fish warehouse on. And I'm going to have some contractors take a look and tell me how on the property I have, how much of a facility can we fit there? What are the limits as to what we can do there, the way it's zoned, all that stuff. Um, and, uh, once I know that, then I can start getting estimates and, uh, expand the sucker. So that's kind of what we're working on besides that though. So that's dancefish.com, which has a store on getgills.com on getgills.com. Jonathan is almost done. Jonathan's our, uh, 
software engineer extraordinaire at getgills.com and my business partner. He's almost done um, revamping the shipping so that it does all the things we need it to do, but in a way that doesn't confuse people. So it went from so simple that it couldn't do everything people wanted to now it can do everything people want, but it's super complicated um, to now we're taking all that in for the third time and <laughs> building out the shipping process on get gills so that we, we think we know what it needs to be now. And that's, what's coming to fruition. And Jonathan is going to hate me for saying this, but he thinks by the end of this week, he can have that finished. That's a massive product project. Uh, the shipping on get gills is super complex because there's multiple vendors and the checkout, like if one person buys from 10 different stores, it get gills at once. Checkout has to be able to handle all that complexity, all the different vendors, and then all the different methods that they ship with, and then all the different groupings that they have, all that stuff. So um, we found a way to make that work. We think this is going to be the last major overhaul. We hope that this will bring us what we call product market fit so that people go there, set up a store, list their stuff, and, and they and they aren't super confused. Once we have that, I think that website will take off, especially with Facebook cracking down on live animal sales now. There's a lot of people that need somewhere to list their stuff for sale. And I think I'm, I'm hoping that getgills.com becomes a large part of that. And, uh, and I think we finally figured out how to make the website so that it, so that it can be that. So that's what we're all doing, uh, Bob, with all these super chats that we get in the time that we have when we're not, you know, taking care of fish and bringing in new fish and shipping fish and quarantining fish and all that other stuff. <laughs> and occasionally seeing the wife and kids and being like, hey, guys, remember me? <laughs> Bathy Phila had a rummy nose rasbora jump out of the tank a little while back because it was so excited to get fed. Yeah. And it, it makes you feel horrible because it's like, it didn't jump because it was scared. It jumped because it was so excited you're there feeding it. And it's, and you're there feeding it and it comes up, it's all excited. Then it, whoop, it's like, whoa, wait. <laughs> like, that's the worst. So we'll add uh, Romino's Rasboras to the list. I forget that name. What is that? Sawilia or Sawa? I can't remember the scientific name, but you all know what that fish is, right? Cool rasbora that likes hard water. So if you have hard water, um, you know, a lot of tetras and rasboras and stuff like it soft, but the Romino's rasbora really likes hard water. Fun fact. Watch now, uh, Terry's tropical tanks or Mike Wilson will school me and be like, well, actually <laughs> that's not what makes a cichlid a cichlid, <laughs> which I totally appreciate guys. I like being corrected. If I say something wrong, Terry's tropical tanks, why do we always envy water we don't have? I know. I have liquid rock. I would love to have soft water. Most of my life, until I moved to Sheridan, Wyoming in 2011, I had super hard water. And I was always wanting soft water. Now that I have soft water, I'm like, well, there's a lot of fish that like hard water. Maybe having that wouldn't be so bad. So Ultimately, my dream facility has both. It has three temperature sections, so it's divided into three sections. 
Uh, one section is, you know, mid to high 60s. Another section is mid to upper 70s. And another section is like mid 80s. So that can keep a wide range of fish. And then I hope to have two water sources, one my natural soft water and one hard water. So that way I can uh, kind of keep everything. But that might be a pipe dream. That's a lot of complexity. But that's water envy. That's a okay. Hashtag water envy. Yep. It's a it's a true thing. We always want what we don't have. <laughs> um, Chef Hannibal. Hey, glad you made it. Beware all. Oops, got scammed for 66 bucks on Aquabid. Won a flower horn. Seller had zero feedback. Should have known. Paid using PayPal and thought it was protected. No such luck. Oh, wow. PayPal didn't didn't come down on your side, huh? In my experience, PayPal's always been uh, consumer-centric. Uh, or, or I, I, they they generally come down on the side of the consumers. So they hopefully, hopefully something works out there, but I'm sorry about that. Yeah. It's, uh, on, on a lot of places, if there's no feedback or there's, yeah. And you're the first person to buy from them. That can be risky. It's, it's always better. Oh, it's always better to buy and sell to people that have an established background in what you're doing. Right. That being said, I've bought from people that it was their, everyone's got to start somewhere. So I bought from people that it was their first listing or sold to people that had, you know, were brand new without any problems. But this does happen occasionally, uh, no matter what service you're using. Um, there are just predators out there. I mean, I don't know why some people feel, here's what gets me. I feel like if someone is intelligent enough and hardworking enough to indulge in criminal behavior. This is such a tangent. But if then then you're smart enough and you have enough work ethic that you could be totally successful without the criminal element, right? There's lots of things you could apply that intelligence and drive to that wouldn't hurt other people. But anyway, I'm sorry, Chef Hannibal, that that happened. I hope PayPal rules in your favor, but that can be a long drawn out process. Oh man, sorry to hear that. And, and I, I don't want to vilify, you know, anyone from anywhere besides the United States. But if you are buying from a crowdsourced uh, site like uh, Aquabid, if the seller isn't from the United States and it's and they have no history, there's it's zero zero like they haven't sold anything on the site before then be extra cautious. Um, again, a lot of people are fine and not trying to hurt anyone, but that's when I wouldn't order personally. I would wait till there was some traction, some feedback before I made that order. Just because, yeah, that adds another level of risk that I'm not willing to take. Mile High Plecos, you need to see my fish room now. So many changes. All right, cool. Well, I would love to. I know when I was down there before, Mikey, you had big plans. So I'm glad to hear that they're coming to fruition. Um, when's the next? What we've got to do, Mikey, is we've got to figure out. I've got to like give a talk at one of the clubs down there or something. Because um, then, like I want to say, 
hell yeah, I'm jumping in my car and go down right now. But it's a full day down, full day back. Um, but if we could make it so that there's a couple ways we could make that work. One, uh, talking at one of the clubs down there. And while I'm there, come on over. That'd be great. Another one, though, could be maybe if we can line up several fish rooms and fish stores and stuff to tour, then uh, maybe I could justify the trip by being like, hey, I'm going to get like 10 videos out of this trip. Um, your fish room, Priscilla's store, other stuff. I know Troy has awesome stuff. Um, maybe select aquatics. Last time I was there, I didn't film. I don't know. That might be something, but I would love my, what I'm trying to say is I would love to do that. And I'd like to find a way to make that happen. And if you're still in Gillette, man, get over here. You're 90 minutes from me. Get your butt over here. Um, I, man, I want you to see the fish room. <laughs> anyway. Um, and I hope you're not in Gillette still. Cause I know what a, Anyway, there's people from Gillette watching probably, so I'm not going to say anything more. But <laughs> Small Fry Aquatics, he's just kidding. He's actually on a canoe and a mule and an army tank and a submarine. Okay, my mind, I'm sh that sounds like it's hilarious and I should be enjoying that comment because I should know what it's talking about. Are you talking about how hard it is to travel in Wyoming? That might be what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I missed it. I'm sure that's a totally valid comment, small fry, but whew, 62 watching. That is excellent for our little channel. I remember the days when it was like, maybe we'll reach 20 at some point in this live stream, right? Now we regularly get up, you know, 60s. That's great. Thanks, everybody, for coming by and, and hanging out. I appreciate it. The fish tank barn, love my Santa Maria's. Okay, cool. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know if I was supposed to say anything, but I'm glad you like them. I hope you get tons of fry. And as always, if they don't breed out as true as as I think they're gonna, uh, let me know, and I'll I'll take care of that. But I think you're gonna be happy with the babies. Max, Dad, Chris. All right. Will my ghost catfish jump jump from my open top twenty long? Probably not. Like those in my, ex well, okay. First of all, most of my experience with ghost catfish is the African variety. You're probably talking about the Asian variety. The African variety in a shoal tends to stay towards the bottom, not on the bottom, but the lower third of the tank. That being said, a lot of the uh, Asian catfish I've seen have been like up pretty high. So I don't think they would, but I want to put a caveat on there, which is that there's a lot of fish I've kept that I didn't think would jump. And eventually one did. So I think it's always safer to have a lid, but I, but I don't want to say you have to. There's a lot of beautiful rimless tanks out there and scapes and, you, and there's fish for all of them. So I've never had that fish jump. Let me say that. I've never had that fish jump. So I don't think so. But I feel like I have to put a caveat because as soon as I say that, your fish is going to jump and then it's going to be my fault. <laughs> so... And Max's dad, Chris. Well, say hi to Max for all of us. All right. <laughs> Otter Creek. Bob, how many times have you won the Powerball? <laughs> That's funny. 
I think Bob's just dedicated. Like all the work he does to like help the fish community be strong and be funded and communicate and all that is great. And then if you know Bob, he also does, he works at an animal shelter. Is You know, he just helps raise money to save animals. And uh, yeah, I think, I mean, there's certain people that just, we've all got the thing we're passionate and focused on and yeah. It's obvious that Bob's really cares. Um, Marcia Mora, did you choose a small piece of Wyoming because you need space to actually breathe and enjoy what you do? Marcio, I never in the world thought I would live in Wyoming. I'm a little ashamed to say this. <laughs> I consider myself a well-educated guy, but the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. I didn't know where on the map Wyoming was. When I first considered moving to Wyoming, I thought it was up like by the Great Lakes. I didn't even realize where it was. Um, so no, Wyoming isn't somewhere I ever thought I would be. The reason I moved here is because we were living in Southern California um, in Los Angeles. And that was great. When I was like single, that was great. When my wife and I were engaged and newly married, it was awesome. It was all great. When we first had kids, it was pretty cool. You know, you had to work a little bit to get out of the concrete. Uh, to get your kids to the park and stuff. So it was good. But then our daughter was about to start kindergarten. And we started exploring the local school systems. And we're just like, you know what, we, I don't want to, for us, we didn't want to put our daughter in those school systems. We didn't want her to have to like go through metal detectors to go to school and have, you know, armed guards and just stuff like that. Um, and I'm, I'm blowing things a little out of proportion for kindergarten, but not for later on. And so, and by the way, anyone that's in a big city and, and your kids go to those schools, I'm not saying they're horrible and you can't get a good education. Um, I've taught at universities in big, big cities like Los Angeles and things. Um, but we wanted to get out of there basically so we could, uh, the places we could afford to live in Los Angeles you know, we we're only a couple of years out of grad school, lots of student debt. Uh, professorships don't pay as much as you would think, especially when you're first starting out. And so we uh, we started looking for other places and there was a job available at Sheridan College in Wyoming and it popped up and I Googled and saw some cool stuff in the town. And they brought me out for an interview and I ended up getting the job. So that's how I moved here. Never, never even dreamed I'd live in Wyoming. But then it really grew on me. I love it here. Like, I like the space. I like the pace of life. I like the fact that the river that runs through the town is like clean, nice water. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. So no, it wasn't on purpose. And now we're down to 56 because I started talking about moving to Wyoming. <laughs> anytime, I, anytime I lose, <laughs> get distracted from the fish topic. But that's why, Marcio, we just moved... Uh, because we were looking for a better life for our kids. Not a better life. We wanted a different life for our kids. Tech Turtle, any luck on more puffers? Nope. I look twice a week. Not yet. Actually, I did find a supplier that had some, but they wanted uh, more for them than I wanted to pay. Uh, when I, because I have to think about you guys. I'm like, how much is, are you guys going to be able or want to pay for something like that? And sometimes what they're going to, charge me for them once I, you know, calculate what I would have to sell them for, 
for the business to, to live, sometimes I just pass because I don't want to be like, here's an Amazon puffer. They're only $90 each. You know, that's now so there are some fish that are $90 each and that's what they're always going to be. But I, I know that I can do better on the puffers and I'm not saying they were going to be $90. I don't remember how much, but it was, it was too much. So I passed. All right. Totally jumped on me this chat. Here we go. Here we go. Man, Bob, thanks for doing the mod thing. Modding like, modding like a pro. Kayla's Aquatics, have you kept the Emerald Eye Rasboras? Thinking of them as a third species for my tub. I, I have no experience with them, Bob. I've never kept them. Um, never kept them in a pet store. Never kept them at any of the wholesalers or anything. And I've never kept them personally. So I'm sorry, I, I can't chime in on that. Anyone here that has kept the Emerald Eye Rasbora, would you chime in? Let Bob know if they would do okay in a tub. Like what temperature range do they take? Stuff like that. That's important for tubbing. Chewy LTD, definitely add river monkeys to the jump list. Arowanas. Oh, yeah. Arowanas, um, bichers, um, bashirs, bikers, however you say it. Um, yeah, those, those jump. Yep. There it is. Bathyphila. <laughs> Sabwa resplendens. That's what it is. That's the uh, rummy nose rasbora that likes hard water. Also, apparently your mop spawners like killifish. Cool. Um, haven't got into spawning them, but that is one fish that one day I will spawn. Yeah. Koi Dragon Aquatics. Hey, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Dance Fish, are swordtails known for munching on water sprite? Mine seems to be fine. So swordtails do eat a lot of plant matter. And they need that, in my opinion, to stay healthy and not blow it up and not have digestive problems long term, to be healthy long term. But they don't I have to be careful because as soon as I say this, it'll be the different for you and you'll have a problem. I've never had them eat healthy plants. So they'll eat like decaying plant matter um, and they might pick at some really soft tissue type plants. Like I'm not sure that a nacris would be okay with them because it's so soft. But in my tanks, they kind of pick at plants and stuff, but they don't really eat them if they're healthy. In fact, water sprite I use in my swordtail tanks when I'm trying to breed the swordtails. And it grows like crazy and the babies live in it. Now, there might I, I'm not a big plant guy. I keep a few really hardy uh, species of plants, but I'm sure there's other plants out there that the swordtails would eat. But in my experience, they aren't a problem. They eat a lot of algae, though, and uh, they they need a lot of vegetable matter in their diet. So keep that in mind as you're feeding them, that for them to be healthy long term, um, spirulina flakes are good. Uh, vegetable based rapashi is really good because they can just graze on it, and that's kind of what their mouths are meant to do. And if you ever have a tank with diatom algae on the on the glass, you'll see this. They'll like go and like pick at it and you'll see their little lip marks all over it. But yeah, I mean, in my experience, they don't hurt water sprite, but I hesitate, you know, to say they won't hurt any plant because I'm, there might be, you know, someone will have this rare expensive plant that they've worked hard to propagate and it's doing great. And then they put the sword tails in because I said sword tails don't hurt plants. And then the next day that plant's gone and <laughs> suddenly I'm Dr. Evil. Lumpy dog, welcome. Glad you made it. What's Lumpy Dog say on the subject? Swordtails love veggies and will also pick at algae. 
Try feeding some soft veggies. Oh yeah, and they might leave the water sprite alone. They leave my guppy grass alone, but love veggies. That's true. Um, yeah, like zucchini's awesome. If you take zucchini and like blanch it, so boil it really briefly and then drop it in the tank, they go nuts for that. Um, boiled carrots they like. Lots of stuff. So, yeah, that's a good point, Lumpy Dog. They love veggies. Marcio Mora, I choose Wyoming over all that any day as well and all that beauty. All the best for you and yours. Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of Wyoming that's pretty rugged. I'd have a hard time calling it beautiful, but there are parts of it, and I'm lucky to live in one, that are really, really pretty. It's got both. It's got just pure, like, kind of brown-on-brown desert areas, and then it's got these beautiful mountains with awesome rivers and dramatic scenery and yeah it's got a little bit of everything um i have to say though when you're young and single la is pretty amazing there's a lot to do there but when you're trying to raise a family man wyoming's hard to beat koi dragon aquatics thanks hey you're welcome all right well cheerish made it hey glad you're here cyclist 23 is here awesome glad you made it 66. <laughs> I need this. Hang on. Mm. Sometimes water is just like super good. Um, glad y'all made it. Um, well, we've reached the bottom of the chat, so you might have all made it about in time to close this one down. But just to remind anyone new, if you're close to Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, I'll be talking at the Great Grand, the Grand Valley Aquarium Club this Saturday in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So check out their website, Grand Valley Aquarium Club. If you Google it, you'll see it. If you can make it, if you're in the area, um, I would just love to meet you. I, I don't get to meet hardly any of you. There's a few of you I've had the, the privilege of meeting in person, but most of you, I, I can't. I just, I live in a small town in Wyoming. But if you can make it, I'd love to see you there. Um, if anyone has anything to ask or comment on before we shut this sucker down, we've reached the bottom of the stream. So unless, uh, unless new highlights for me come in, then we'll probably shut this down in a few minutes. But I see one here from Dave Jenkins. It didn't highlight, but I see the at dance fish. You tried. There are some devices that doesn't work well on. Have you ever seen Cory Napoma on your lists? I saw a talk by Regina Spotty, and she really loves them. I had two years ago, but can't find them now. Um, I don't know the dragon tetra. Every now and then, someone asks about a species that I don't know. Let's see if I know that fish. I'm, I'm looking at what it is. Is it Reesei? The dragon tetri. Hang on, folks. This is what we're talking about. Oh, man. No. I have... I don't think I've ever seen this fish. Look at this, though. It almost looks like a pseudomugil, like a blue eye, when it's displaying with that big old dorsal fin there. And then is this their pectoral fin, like, has an extension on it that they wave around? This reminds me a lot of a pseudomugil. Um, that looks like an awesome fish. Holy cow. Yeah, look at that. Wait, like, what is that? 
Okay, what fin? It's not. It's not their pectoral fins. Anyway, they got. Is that their anal fin? Like that they raise up super high. Hang on, is there like this long? I don't know what that is. It might be the anal fin. Okay, I'm officially like intrigued. I've never seen this fish before, as far as I know. Dragon tetra. I've never seen that, David Jenkins, but I will look for it now. I mean, I know that I, that I don't know all the tetras because there's so, so many of them, but I would have thought I would have come across that fish. That's pretty freaking amazing. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Did you all see that? That's a cool fish. Cheshire cat. I have a platy that is balding. I know the feeling. A patch of white where color and scales used to be. I think it might be an injury from the queen platy, but could it be a disease? Yes, it could. Um, it could definitely be a disease. And hopefully that's not necrotic tissue. If it is, that's pretty darn serious. And once tissue starts going necrotic, the truth Cheshire cat is, it's going to be very hard to treat. Personally, if I saw that, what I'm picturing, have you ever seen a fish that like the tail got damaged and then the fleshy part at the back end of the fish, right where it abuts the tail starts getting like white. And then that gradually extends further into the body of the fish. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but if it's like something like that is going on there on the fish or somewhere else on the fish, um, that's necrotic tissue. Sometimes you can get lucky and the, the best shot I think you would have of treating that would be the canamycin and nitrofurazone combination. Uh, spectrogram is a medicine that you can get on eBay, maybe, uh, maybe Amazon. that has both canamycin and nitrofurazone in it. Um, canamycin actually will enter the body of the fish and help as much as possible internally while the nitrofurazone will take care of the outside of the fish. That's why they're, they're synergetic. They're a great combination. That's the type of medicine, if that's what's going on, it's so hard without being there in person and seeing the fish. But if it's necrotic tissue, that, in my opinion, is probably your best shot. But, but it's also a super long shot, honestly. That's, that's a tough one. Once a fish is in such bad shape that it's skin is actually, its flesh is actually dying, that's hard to treat. But it can happen. Um, I have the best luck in it with larger fish like cichlids and stuff like that, that just have more body mass so they can weather those storms a little better. Uh, platys could be really tough, but it's still possible. But if that's what's going on, it's a long shot in, in my experience. David Jenkins, I've heard them called sword tail kerosens too. I have heard, yes, I've seen sword tail tetras on the list. Um, I passed them by because I didn't know, you know, what they were, but I'll dig in deeper if I see them again. That was, that was cool. I can look again. Man, that's just cool. Not a lot of color, but I bet that their display behaviors and stuff mixed with that finage I, I saw is going to, Make them awesome. Kind of like a threadfin rainbow fish or something like that. Yeah. Man, thanks. I love it when I find new fish that are exciting. Michael Wilson, very cool kerosene, which does internal fertilization. 
I had them years ago. The raised organ is the male's gill cover. Wow. That's a gill cover that has a big extension that they like flip up. Man, fish are amazing. Okay. This is the, I've never encountered a fish before that had like, yeah, bettas will like fl flare their gill plates and fire mouths and lots of fish will like flare their gill plates. I guess it's not like this. It's like this, um, like that dinosaur in Jurassic Park. But having like a big specialized extension that's for display. I don't know if I've ever seen that in another species. That is awesome. <laughs> that's cool. I'm geeking out right now, guys. Like I'm definitely gonna be looking out for those fish. Max's dad, Chris. How many miles is the closest hospital? Hundreds of miles? No, I'm lucky. Um, so we have, we're the hospital in Sheridan. There's a hospital that folks from hundreds of miles around us come to. So we're lucky here. We have a hospital. We have a college. We have a, uh, a VA hospital as well. A cancer research center. And those are kind of the big institutions we have locally. So Wyoming's funny. We have such a small population, like maybe 500,000, maybe half a million in the entire state. So instead of being like a state where there's all these independent cities, the state's more like one large town with really long streets. So we're the town that has the hospital. There are other towns that have hospitals too, but if you're in one of the many small towns scattered around us, you're probably coming here to go to the hospital or to go to Walmart or, you know, things like that. Yeah. So it's funny. Yeah. Don't think of it as like your normal state. It's all the state is, is one big city that's spread around the entire state and you have to go other places. Like we can fill anyone's needs, but it might not be in your city. You might have to go somewhere else or your town. It's a different world, man. It is a different world. Cheshire cat. I don't think I've seen that tail. Okay. It doesn't look like the patch is raw or anything, but I'm no expert. Thank you. I'll look up pictures on that tissue you mentioned. All right. I mean, good luck to you. I hope that he does okay. Um, yeah. Let me dog. I've had plants grow dull in color and get kind of whitish on the head with old age. Oh, platies. Just my experience. Oh, on the head. Okay. And they were fine, Lumpy Dog. It was just like a color change with, with age. I mean, if that's the case, Cheshire Cat, hopefully that's what's going on. Um, hopefully it's not necrotic or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whitish on the head with age. Okay. That's the best case scenario right there. Cheshire cat, the patch is white, by the way, right in front and to the side of the dorsal fin. The scales look to be missing. Okay, yeah, so, so there's bacterial infections that will make kind of like a saddle. It looks almost like a saddle on the fish in that area, and it can be on one side or both sides. Again, hopefully it's not that, but whenever I see, I see that sometimes that whitish saddle forming, personally, I immediately start treating the fish. Because um, I can't remember if that's, I think that's a columnaris type, a common place for columnaris to infect. 
um, or maybe it's Vibrio. I can't remember which one exactly, but whenever I see it, I take them out and start treating them. Again, though, hopefully it's not that. So this is so hard, guys. It is so hard to to help with with fish disease from from afar, right? I've got to be there to really know what I'm doing. And even then, how often do we actually know what we're doing? Like, we're not vets. So I'm trying my best Cheshire Cat, but hopefully it's not that. I don't know what else to say. Um, and hopefully it's fine. I mean, best of luck to you, but that can be tough. Taylor's Aquatic. So dance fish in order, in the order I just placed. Oh, thank you. I need 16% to fill the med box. I got the poor single African Tetra. All right. <laughs> Good to hear it. 16% to fill the med box. Yeah. I'm not understanding that one, Bob. The med box. What's a med box? Are you saying um, you need 16% to fill the shipping box or you want me to throw some meds in the box? I'm not quite sure. I have several odd Tetras that share space so it can go with them. Yeah, great. Um, do be aware, Bob, that fish gets, you know, four inches or so, that Tetra. It's, it's not super small. So, I mean, I guess if it outgrows the other Tetras, it could always go in with the rainbows. <laughs> but that's a cool fish. So that Tetra is Brycinus longipennis, um, an absolutely stunning African Tetra. And I sold, you know, a big group of them and just later found this one still in the tank. And I've always felt bad for that one because <laughs> Tetras like to be in groups. So hopefully pals around well with, with your other ones. Um, all right, cool. Well, I think we're going to call it here. We're at 58 watching. Thanks everyone that came. It's 822. We're at the bottom of the chat again. So that's a good sign. We should shut this sucker down. Um, I'd like to start by thanking Bob Kaler so much, not only for being an awesome mod, but for the $100 super chat. That is that's a, that's a lot of dough. That is appreciated, Bob, in so many ways and will help help continue this this journey. Like every month I get to the end of the month and I'm like, hey, somehow we finagled enough money out of this that I can go another month. But it, it really is month to month now. So all the super chats never required at all, but every bit's appreciated. So thank you again. Um, thanks to Lumpy Dog for coming on in and being an awesome mod as usual. Thanks to anyone who asked questions, gave comments, helped make this a lively, fun stream. And to all you lurkers out there, Lurker Nation, I'm with you. I lurk all the time. I'm the worst, actually, because there's a lot of you that I lurk on your stuff and I, I should be like chiming in so you know I'm there supporting you. But man, I'm like running like crazy right now. So I don't always get to get to that. But I listen to a lot of stuff. I, I lurk on a lot of stuff. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Uh, have a good one. I'll be back next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, as always. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye.